Support for NPR and the following message come from the Lagunitas Brewing Company, helping bands reach more ears through beers, because the perfect soundtrack for music is a Lagunitas IPA. Hear more at Lagunitas.com. It's an All Songs Considered Plus One podcast. I'm Bob Boylan. There's a stunning new project by a few of the big thinkers in music these days. The project's called Planetarium, and this song is called Mercury. And all that I've known to be of life, and I'm gentle, you ran off with it all. And I'm faithful, and all that I've felt within my arms, and I'm weightless, you ran off with it all. And I'm speechless And all that I said To get it right And I'm confident You ran off with it all and That's songwriter and singer Sufjan Stevens And on piano is composer Nico Muley And on guitar is composer Bryce Dessner of The National The trio along with percussionist James McAllister, created Planetarium. It's an existential song cycle about the heavens and the human condition. It's a marriage of hypnotic sound and song. The NPR music team met Nico, Bryce, and Sufjan, along with violist Nadia Sirota, at Reservoir Studios in Manhattan. We captured a video of the foursome performing the song Mercury. You can watch that at NPR Music. I also got a chance to talk with them about this work's complex creation. And so on this Plus One podcast, a conversation with Nico, Sufjan, and Bryce, and the creation of a record that was kind of backwards. It began as a performance, then it became an album. Bryce starts the conversation off. I mean, I think what's interesting about this is normally, um, for Sufian and I, normally when we make records, um, you kind of make a record and then you figure out how to play it. In this case, we made a big live show and then figured out how to record it. And so we did actually record most everything. So we, and, you know, we, we wrote this material and then um, toured it a bit. And then uh, shortly after finishing the last concert, we recorded it. And then put it away for a few years and came back and sort of opened it up. I was like, oh, what is this madness? And then yeah. from, from there, we it's really... Almost, it was like a two-part... I mean, there was a recording, but then what you and James did was like... Yeah. We used the material... You used the materials from the recording as almost as like new ingredients to do something yeah. else entirely. Yeah, I think we wanted the record to sound different and to be kind of a different manifestation than the live show. And there was just so much in the recording, like in yeah. the Pro Tools file. Or so you'd, you'd text me and be like, what's it? What's that chill? There's like, <laughs> There's 50, like 55 takes tr- of like trombones and strings and everything. It was massive. And we recorded at Dreamland. Or is it it was a, a beautiful big room. Big upstate. church studio up near Woodstock. Um, and there was all kinds of improvisation happening between <laughs> us, yeah. within us, during that session. Which was there all was new information. We didn't do that live. Mellotrons and oh, wow. keyboards, synthesizers. There was like 50. No, I had like the arpeggiator. The arpeggiator. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's actually not accurate to say that the album version is smaller than the live version. In fact, the album version is much bigger. It's just okay. kind of like, it's like a remix and then a development and a kind of. It became, yeah, it became kind of like Carl Sagan meets like prog rock. <laughs> yeah. With like. Educational 80s videos of that edu- space. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the record? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like, it sort of became a pro- process of like elimination and then reconstitution and then reinterpretation and then <laughs> break it down and build it back up. Would, would you say that the, because I, I don't know whether all the words 
Did that come later? Did that come after you heard? The songs themselves are the same. The words are the same. Okay. And the shape of everything is the same. This in, in terms of like, for for the most part, yeah. things changed a little bit, but the actual like blueprint is is exactly the same. The, yeah. We it, added stuff. Things things sometimes like melted a little bit, but mm -hmm. it's it's all kind of the same basic yeah. outline. Yeah. What is what is it you think that each of you brings out of one another? I mean, because you, you all do such, you know, do often very big projects, um, big thinking projects, and uh, and you all have very individual um, talents, you know. And so I'm just wondering, like, what does like Nico's orchestration bring out of you, or what does uh, the guitar playing that you make help Nico perhaps? bring out of you. You answer. This is all you, Bryce. <laughs> um, I mean, I can speak about my friends here that they're both amazing <laughs> collaborators and have long, long histories of, you know, working in uh, with various musicians and, and also working working together. Frankly, with, this is not the first time that we've made music together. Mm -hmm. um, for me specifically, what I can say is that they are creatively kind of very expansive and always always want to go further but also really kind of, if, if they don't like something, you hear about it right away. So, <laughs> um, so that's a good combination. You, you know, for instance, in my other collaborative project, if you, you know, you, you can get muted pretty quickly. Uh -huh. Where in this situation, there was no muting going on. It was like <laughs> the opposite. Think, and I think I'm a horrible collaborator because I'm so used to directing my own stuff. Yeah, I think you're, I, you, that's, not, that's not true. Because you're better you, than you think. You're better than you think, yeah. Do you think that he uh, helps focus things? No, I think you know we would spend whole afternoons just chasing some guitar part together, and and Sufjan helping me. And you know, I think that that that's what I've really enjoyed about this process. So in the end, what's on the record is like stuff that's really been through, you know, me kind of coming up with ideas, a lot of improvisation, and then shaping it together. There was a lot of early, early improvisatory and like. And I think like sketches yeah. brought to the table. And one of the things, one of the things that we kind of do at each other is like, so you know, because you you write so well for instruments and you write so well for instruments around your own voice, like yeah. in, in. But it, so for this project, it was about like doing something that wasn't that. So again, this like this gigantic trombone choir. It was things that were kind of unexpected. But then also, what we had to figure out was like who is occupying what like register of notes basically and it was like sculpting arrangement versus bass versus mm -hmm. like just getting it and that was really fun mm -hmm. um so it was a lot of of getting it wrong or mm -hmm. things being too thick or being too thin and like trying to just like calibrate that and a lot of accidents that would happen like the piece he wrote for moon i just sort of accidentally wrote a song over, over it. it yeah and then what do you mean you accidentally wrote well a song over it was it, it was it was an instrumental it was oh, an see. instrumental piece and then all of a sudden i was at the piano and it may even been like a few days before yeah it was it, it was performance like, the the that i was like oh there's a little bit of a song in here because it's this kind of pointillistic thing and it, it's and it doesn't really there's no like obvious chord structure to it it just kind of goes there's this beautiful kind of pointillist uh where we're in canon with each other and, and it's kind of this pristine perfect nico thing and then all of a sudden it, was like before oh, wait, he wrote this song he had his tempest out and he was doing this like obnoxious sort of <laughs> and i'm like are you really gonna do that that's right <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so he's like yes and then he started singing and we were really yeah yeah so that yeah that was a really like palimpsestic part of the process um that was funny. Yeah. That sound is so annoying. What the hell was that thing? 
The Tempest? Yeah. The drum machine? It's a great It's, it's so good, but it was like, you know, I just heard the, the first time I heard it, it was like, what's wrong, what's wrong with the room? And just, it's like, what is the Tempest drum machine? It's, it's like, like the, the famous Dave Smith. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the guy who did Profits and yeah. other synthesizers. I mean, I think we embarked yeah. on this thing without any real, we just were going to make a thing and perform it. And, and then I think what happened was w once it was finished and we realized what it was that, that the songs were actually really good and we were really proud of them and so that was but it wasn't like we necessarily had a plan about that or that we were going to end up recording this mm -hmm. or and, but it, I mean part of what's the, what's for me that's weird about this is I never get to do like a project and I, I say that that's like a vague as in something that's kind of open ended because normally like in my economy it's like here is a pile of money, give us a pile of paper filled with notes, and then, you know, right? And it's like, in your processes, it's like, it's like here is an album that I will record, and then I will tour it, mm -hmm. like, at that time. Um, but this was definitely, like, a project mm -hmm. that we, we made in this, in this um, city, uh, Eindhoven, in the Netherlands, who had, like, a, who, I would say, almost overfund art things. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of luxury. I mean, we were there forever. Mm -hmm. And there was, it was also, we should say, there was this huge visual element to it, too. Um, we had this giant inflatable orb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Did, it did, was a spinal tap moment. It was totally. <laughs> well, we, we, we did it in London and it deflated really slowly <laughs> over the course of and, and the video was all crazy. And, and, and I didn't so, realize it. And Sufjan was look, looking up saying, like, yeah. But so, so I, I forgot who observed quite dryly that it, that it looked rather like a sagging testicle. Reverend Mustard. So then there was a second orb built. <laughs> oh, yeah, the backup orb. There's, there's, a, there's an entire storage space in New Jersey. There's, there's like, eventually there was a third orb that was a backup orb, and there was an orb, orb sheath. Oh, right. right. Yeah, the, it yeah. had a condom that went over the orb, wow. right? Yeah. It had to, had the, to, the uh, fireproofing of the orb. The fireproofing. Yeah. <laughs> it was full of It was so crazy. Helium. The orb has been retired. Uh -huh. It's been banned. Not, it's, we're it's, not going it's, play, on it's playing with cows yeah. in the, in yeah. the farm. Yeah. I'm still paying off the orb, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some money? I think I have some cash or somewhere. So <laughs> There was lasers. <laughs> there was lasers. I'm curious to see what the next incarnation of. Do you have an idea what you how you're going to stage this? I think we're going to do it as simply as possible. Yeah, be, I think you're looking at it. It's going like, to be. No, it's going to it's going to have. No, it's going to be like a Kings of Convenience show. Like just, <laughs> two acoustic guitars. It's going to be MTV unplugged. Yeah. Was the idea when you set out like actually to make a record that dealt with the planets and dealt with the sorts of subject matter that you deal with? In other words, are you guys about X, have ideas in head and then execute that idea? Or are you about like, as you say, you did a lot of improv and stuff, and then the project comes out of being together in rooms and... Well, I knew I wanted to write songs. I didn't yeah. want it to be like art music. Mm -mm. So I thought I would just, that's what I would bring is, is just the, the lyrics. And at first we were, it didn't have lyrics at first, right? And we were naming yeah. everything based on astrology. Do you remember that? Yeah. And or, there's still some little stub things. Yeah, there's there like, was a, like, and we were just using our like, like kind of horoscope like concepts, right? To yeah. name things. And so I was thinking about astrology and then I started writing the lyrics and it started to shape into songs about the planets. So then I just decided to go with that. And there's lots of mythology. There's lots of there's science. There's I mean, you, you tackle these planets and and the and the audio soundscapes that you tackle are uh, yeah the, the I mean lyrically it's a word salad 
I, I like half the time I had no idea what I was saying. It was just like <laughs> I was just grabbing. <laughs> for, but, but there for, are lots of references to you know the gods and goddesses oh, yeah, or the planets. I mean, there's it's not. You, you say word salad, I think. They're random, really beautiful. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. The Merc- Mercury actually is like one of my favorites. Got a high bar. Well, it's free associating. You know, yeah. like I would think, okay, Mercury, it's like God of the messenger God. Yeah. And then I just sort of would riff off of this idea of like, of the messenger God. And I don't know. Would you do that alone or would you do that with some of the things that these folks have he brought to the He would do it entirely table? alone. The yeah. Lyrics. So there was yeah. no. In secret with the lights off. <laughs> and then bring it to you all and, and that would help inspire what the sound would be or well, the I mean, tone you no, had, we, we had the music the music yeah. was written okay. and, um, I just and even the so melodies were written and then yeah, the Sufjan kind of music and melodies deli- kind like of the, happened like in the room when you say music and melodies happened inside the room where is this happening and how is that happening yeah, we, had you, Virginia, right? we actually started in in the mountains of Virginia, okay, in a Carnegie Hall, and that's, so, that's right. Lewis, what, what do you mean, a Carnegie? <laughs> it's actually there is a small Carnegie Hall in this, that we yeah. borrowed. I mean, it's it's calling that's it right. So it's a big space. It's a, no, no, it's, it's a almost theater, like a black a... box room, but it was built by Andrew Carnegie. And in, oh, I see. Oh, okay. Now, and, now um, I understand why it's called. Carnegie. And we uh, that's we just set up and we did a residency where we played together um, for like a week, and we or... each brought little ideas and. We developed the music that way, and then again in Brooklyn in Sufjan's studio, and then eventually when we we did a small version of this project in Cincinnati at a little festival that I run every year, and at that point some of the songs there were a few of them we played as instrumentals like mm-hmm. Neptune the first song wasn't mm-hmm. finished so we played it just as piano with the strings and um, but Sufjan kind of I think literally that week was the first time probably Nico and I heard the lyrics. Yeah, it all so, happened really yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah, the lines in uh, in Mercury. Um, you ran off with it all. You ran off with oh. it, right? You remember that line? Yeah. And, ran and I—it's <laughs> kind of depressing. By the time I got to that, because it's the last thing on the record. By the time I last night, especially when I listened through straight from top to bottom and got there, it—it it felt like um, like I'd gone through an entire life. And at that point, in Mercury, and everybody's interpretation is what their interpretation is. But that line made me think of somebody just taking your life away. Like you've lived this whole time in life, you have all of these experiences, and then something just just runs off with it, and it's just gone. Well, I think that's a beautiful reading. Okay. It's, a good, it's a good reading? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, we'll take it, Bob. Yeah, yeah, take it. <laughs> I mean, it is. there is a kind of emptiness that, that occurs at the end of that song, too. It sort of yeah. becomes a vacuum. And it's a really funny because it's like it's like a song that you got yeah. as a song, and then it stops being a song. And then it's just this sort of this ending that's sort of a vacuum. It's like a very long coda of just yeah, like the 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 speaking has stopped. Yeah, and I feel like there's what's happening there is a, there's a there's a sort of a transcendence and then a, a lifting away, almost like the spirit leaving the body and yeah. going up into the heavens. And one of the one of the things about like planet planet art and planet thought and astrology, but also just like any any religion or any time in history when people have been looking at the sky is that everyone like the interpretation of that is everything right that's that's like basically the history of of like people is looking at the sky and being like well, what's going on right and so you see all these scattered dots and then then your brain like knows to arrange them into these animals and then you figure out what that means and then all these things are sort of auguries and blah 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 blah, blah. so it's i think the fun thing about the, about the the vagueness of some of the lyrics is of course that it it offers you know a a million possible interpretive strategies that that 
cannot be wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because it's it's the same process of observation where, you know, obviously we're not seeing a bear in the sky or a plow in the sky. It's like, you know, it's an imposed reading. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was also struck by the the abundance of our lives here, of the human body, just our own biology, you know, with that we contain our anatomy. There's like all kinds of stuff. There's stuff going on and it's like life is so abundant here and yet we're so obsessed with the exterior of here and it's just chaos. It's methane gas and helium and... Yeah, and we try to organize it in this really cute snow white way. It's just violent chaos. Is that what you you refer to, I guess, in the lyrics about the mess? There, there's a line in, at the oh. end, in Mercury about uh, it, it's all it's no, all a mess. mess. No, now I'm messed up. No. <laughs> well, that's what's that's what's so interesting is there's a sort of beautiful, perfect order to life on Earth that's so mysterious and so profound, and yet as people we really fuck it up, you know, and we've we're so dysfunctional, you know, and we seek guidance from the exterior world, you know, the, from the heavens to help us understand our purpose here and to m- m- sort of cr- create a sense of order. How are we doing with that? <laughs> <laughs> Not particularly great. <laughs> I mean, the internet's, the internet's been out. down in the studio for 24 hours. And, you know, <laughs> how do you think we're doing? <laughs> well, inspired pretty great music, I must say. And, and the instrumental stuff that happens in, in this record, I mean, it's it's ambient. It's not ambient. It's very it's it's ambient and it's lyrical. It's, it's more like uh, ambient. <laughs> <laughs> to sponsor our tour. Ritalin and ambient. Yeah, exactly. That's the next to, to value. Let's do like a pharmaceutical. We're gonna do a, a pharmaceutical concept album. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Nico Muley. Bryce Dessner, Sufjan Stevens at Reservoir Studios in New York City. You can watch a complete performance of the song Mercury at NPR Music. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. 